Welcome back to the Passive Sticks Podcast. It's Tyler on a rainy night from North Carolina. We got all four boys in the studio tonight, staying dry. Uh, fellas, how's the... Well, I, I guess first, did everybody su- survive the uh, the Facebook apocalypse <laughs> earlier today or basically all day today? So it, it definitely reminded me how much, how much I actually check it during the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was about to say the same thing i was like why am i keep on to open this i know it's not working <laughs> i did that so many times and i've gotten I mean, facebook and instagram are like muscle memory like you know i pick up my phone go to the bathroom pick up my phone <laughs> click that button and just sitting there watching that the will of death mm. yeah exactly thought, mine wasn't even the will of death i was just seeing like posts from like hours ago hours ago yeah, yeah. i'm like oh Okay. Mine was stuck on a uh, a Byron picture, actually. <laughs> Giovanni Elber at uh just uh just getting some beer. That was what I was stuck with on Instagram. Dang. So could have been worse, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I'm glad one that was at least we had Twitter. Um, and two that it wasn't a match day. I mean, if we had if you know, God forbid, if we lost Twitter on a match day, that would be rough. Um, but it was a Monday. I mean, we all had work to do anyway, so. I guess it's not the end of the world, but I am certainly glad to have it back. You know, everyone talks about the negative effects of social media, and certainly it's good to unplug at times, but I um, I don't know. I, I don't always buy it. I like social media. <laughs> 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 I, I like cutting up with folks. But anyway, glad everybody's here safe and sound tonight. We're going to dive into some Bundesliga action. Uh, Paulie D and I were talking before show about how this is kind of a, a a rough week um you know we're looking at some highlights uh some messy fixtures you know and i i guess in some ways it is kind of that time of year that you know kind of no man's land i mean we, we coming up on the second international break too there's a little bit of fatigue that's that's kicking in i think with some teams um other teams maybe are finding their groove and taking advantage of you know bigger teams that might be a little fatigued. So um, a lot to cover. You know, I think big storylines, right? Nagelsmann and Bayern Munich do take the L this week to Frankfurt. So that's going to be a, a big one to discuss. Uh, Dortmund survive a little, maybe a little bit of a scare from Augsburg, but it was a good win for them to come away with. Um, and elsewhere, I mean, in Cuckoo and RB Leipzig seem to be getting the gears moving. Now, again, this was against Bochum, so we can kind of hold that with a grain of salt. But um some positive signs, at least in the league for them uh, over the, the last couple of weeks. So let's get into it. Uh, for the Friday fixture kicking off October, we had Cologne hosting Ferth, uh 3-1 for the Billy Goats. Business as usual, boys. Uh, Skiri gets on the score sheet twice. They, they seem to be a quality side this year. Uh, not showing much signs of weakness and, you know, on the other side of the ball. Perth does get the early goal, but <laughs> otherwise, another day in the office for them, another loss. Yeah, I feel like I cursed them because, like, as soon as I, I saw the score, it was like, oh, it's 1 0 early. And um, as soon as I started watching, Colm, like, scored one and they scored another, I was like, oh, well, this game's over now. <laughs> yeah, and I think Keenan, it was you that had called it out too because, you know, Steven kind of jumped the gun on that talking about. Oh, look at this. And Keenan said, nah, like the energy's shifting. Um, you know, Cone started playing with a, a greater urgency. And well, that was all she wrote. 
Yeah, they they really came out second half just with a vengeance and and just decided to get more aggressive, push up the field more, and start pounding the crosses in there. And, and Firth's been terrible this season. I mean, absolutely horrendous at dealing with crosses. And and Colton, to their credit, have actually put in the most crosses uh, going into this match day uh, of any team. So. You know, they went, they went for what they felt was like, was going to work. And, you know, eventually uh, they got that first goal and then it was blood in the water after that. The great link up play for that first goal, uh, about three different guys, just absolutely embarrassed first players uh, just to set up, you know, Sebastian Anderson to, to, to draw the level. And then uh, Skiri just decided that it was going to be his show and just took over after that. It's put in a brace to, to put the game to bed. Yeah, and Billy Goat's in great shape right now, sitting sixth. Um, they're just a point off of maybe the uh, the falling Wolves right now. Um, as they they did lose this week, we will get to that, of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, them in uh, Freiburg, and you, you even say Union Berlin, and Stevie, I know that you, you talk about Mainz teams that maybe are surprising a little bit coming out the gate strong. I think these are really, really big wins for these sides um, to set the tone, you know, for a long season that if they do hit a difficult skid, they know, Hey, we did enough early on to be safe. So I think that's really great um, for the side, like Colin, just, uh, and as we say, going out and winning the fixtures that they should win, winning them convincingly. And then also, you know, disrupting some bigger teams, um, yeah, just just really good good start to the year for them, um, and yeah, I mean, we're looking at what negative fourteen goals now for Firth. It's, uh, it's it's not looking pretty, not looking pretty for them. Um, you know, you have to wonder. I mean, I don't know what their managerial situation is looking like there. I know they're a newly promoted side, and they'll probably continue to ride with uh, you know their current manager, but have to wonder what types of steps they're going to take to it to try to write you know this ship a little bit um because certainly this is not this is not going to work for them um they've got to they've got to do something better um i i don't know what i don't know if you guys have thoughts on how to get them back on track but I, yeah I, I don't even know uh, i don't think there is a getting them back on track for them yeah, I mean, it could be as simple as that, but I, but I like, like it, 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 it's very like, like I said, it's I think it's very well possible we could finally we could have it's uh, a season where we have a team not win a game. Um, I mean, all this, I mean, they played their best game against probably one of their best games against Bielefeld, and they still came out with a draw. <laughs> so, um, that I mean, obviously for Bielefeld said that's that's horrible. Because he drew against one of the worst teams in the league, but uh, if that's first best in game of the season, <laughs> they're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess from like a from a club perspective, right? Like, like we can say there's no hope for them, but from a club perspective, right? You got to side into top flight. Um, that was a massive achievement. But do you can you like rest your laurels on that? Like, say, okay, we got them in top flight. You know, we made it there. Like, obviously, the next step is then to remain in top flight and you're nowhere close to doing that right now. I mean, I know the season is very early, but you're not showing any signs of being able to survive. And I guess kind of thinking from, from a club perspective, what's your goal now? I mean, obviously as he says, even to win, win a game to get a win. Um, but, 
it's it's just interesting because it because it is a different situation from say for Schalke last year or um you know Bremen these sides that were already in top flight I just felt like they had a different kind of urgency to remain in top flight versus the sense that I'm getting from Frith right now is they're I don't know maybe this is just me they they seem content I mean I know that they're not happy with the results that they're getting um, but their fans go crazy when they even score a goal, <laughs> like the fans are celebrating and stuff. Um, I just kind of get the sense that around the club, at least from my perspective, there's not really that urgency to, to get better. Um, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. whereas, yeah, I was gonna say, it feels almost like, uh, they don't have that sense of like, we belong in the top flight. Yeah. Whereas I, I think even with Schalke, they still they felt like it was it was their right to be a, a top flight team even till the very end um, when they were finally sent down. I mean, you, you saw it even going back a ways, right? You saw it with Hamburg, right? A lot of these teams that have been established up here that have gone down, they they well even Union when they came up, they came up with the sense of we belong up here. Like not only did we earn our spot up here, but we belong, we deserve to stay up here. And I just don't get that from, from them. No, no. And, and I mean, Union's a perfect example. Cause we can talk about, you know, Firth has only been up once the 2012, 2013 season, and they promptly went right back down. Uh, but Union Berlin, this was, this is their first time ever up. Right. So you, you can't even necessarily say it's a matter of a club that's been there. You know, it feels like you said, the club has been there. It feels like they belong there. Union had never been there and they still came in and acted like they belong there. Um, and I just wonder if, if they could even just have an ounce of that mentality. Maybe it goes a long way where they play someone and like, no, we're not going to be bullied this week. Like we're going to play like we belong. And I mean, certainly we have, I, I don't want to knock them too much. They, they put up a good fight against Bayern Munich. Obviously we had issue with how Bayern played that, that match. And I think there was more warning signs <laughs> this weekend, <laughs> But again, you know, to hold Bayern that close, we do have to give them um, a little bit of credit for that. But uh, there's certainly going to be one to watch. Uh, I think coming up on this this winter break, seeing where they sit, uh, we'll definitely keep eyes on. You know, if they can, they can at least play with a little bit more pride. At it. Um, we'll keep it going though. Dorman, busy. See, like a busy week for them. Um, you know, coming off of Champions League and then coming in this week to host Augsburg. Uh, they come away 2-1. I, I want to start with this penalty call. Um, about 10 minutes into the fixture, a bit of a soft call uh, for me. But nonetheless, Guerrero, very nice penalty, tucks that away. Um, I think he's, a, he's an underrated. I'm not sure how many penalties he's taken um, in the league. Maybe that's something we can look up. But uh, I feel like his penalties and, and free kicks are, are an underrated aspect of his game. Um, Augsburg did did strike back, and I was I was glad to see your man Keenan Julian Brandt rising to the occasion. I, I was a little I don't want to say sad. Um, sure, the right. It, it, I mean, it was a little sad. Like like it looked like Leverkusen, you know, Julian Brandt, like top of the box just a powerful strike you know sending it home just have not seen enough of that from him i mean you and i've talked about that the expectations when he and hazard were signed to Borussia Dortmund, both coming off of you know hazard was coming off that phenomenal season at gladback thinking wow this is 
wonder signing for Borussia Dortmund, getting two of the best young wingers in the world. And I think in a large part, both of them have kind of fallen below expectations. Um, I feel like I ask this every time, but are you starting to see maybe Brandt? I know that um, there was a lot of talk about him, you know, uh, getting his game back on track. Are you seeing signs of life that maybe we can finally see that breakout from him? Yeah, kind of. Uh, I've been pleased with, with what I've seen so far from him this season. Um, I did have the exact same feeling seeing him on the score sheet and thinking, wow, man, I missed the, I missed the, the Leverkusen brand. Right? The potential was there. And I just don't feel like it, it's, it's existed since he left there. And, and I realized right, he's had a lot of injuries. It's been really inconsistent with his availability. And that can be hard um, you know, as you're coming into a new team to try to establish yourself at that point. But, you know, I, I just, I got, I got worried for him and it's always nice to see somebody get on the score sheet. Obviously he talked about it, right. He loved the fact that he was able to get on the score sheet. Um, I think it played well for him that uh, the doorman really wanted to play straight through the middle. And I think it, it did better for him just being able to tuck in there and play sort of as a, a number 10, um, you know, with Royce more functioning as almost like a false nine under, under Malin. Um, in that case, just giving him a little more uh, creativity and being central, not being asked to be sort of a traditional winger, right, and take somebody one-on-one with speed, uh, which isn't always, you know, his game. He's much more of a, a vision and technical player from the, the central area. Yeah, and speaking of Malin, I, I think that I want to see more from him as well. He had a big day in Champions League to – to get them that victory on the week. Um, but want to continue to see him, you know, integrate into the club. I think that was another big sign for them. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, Marco, was, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. He was one of my uh, ones to watch coming into the season. Cause I was like, Oh, now they got him coming in. Uh, you know, if, if and we're seeing it now with uh, um, Holland being out, you know, who's going to step up in, in uh, Holland's absence. And this was this was the guy that I kind of highlighted going into the season. Like, hey, watch out for this guy. And he's kind of laid an egg until recently. I don't know if that's just because he hadn't gotten the chances or it, or, or maybe he's still kind of integrating himself into the squad. I don't know what. I mean, it's kind of kind of flipped it this, this past couple of weeks. But, you know, like you said, I'd, I'd, I'd re- I would really like to see more from him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it can't be, it's not an easy p- place for him to be either. I mean, with when, when healthy, we know who Dortmund's attacking front line is, right? And then he's kind of thrown into that. Well, you know, we'll see when you get your chance. And now injuries strike, and it's like, okay, now's your chance. Now's your chance. Um, so we'd love to see him continue to take advantage of that. But yeah, I mean, on, on, you know, just a few days ago this week, Marco Rosa, you know, spoken out. So I expect a lot from Jewel, uh, consistency, sustainability, seriousness in the game. Um, this was, of course, before the Augsburg fixture. So, you know, great to see him step up uh, after his manager, you know, could kind of called him out and said, I want, I want to see it from you. Um, again, 12 goals, 15 assists in 92 fixtures thus far for, uh, for Dortmund. So obviously not the, the numbers that, I think we can. I think we can see, you know, uh, much much higher numbers from him. So hopefully he can he can stay fit and 
uh, continue to contribute. I mean, think about him getting on form and getting Highland healthy. Uh, also helps take the load off of Royce a little bit. Just, yeah, you, you just love to see it. Uh, Pauly D was, <laughs> was another tough day for your Augsburg boys. You know, they, they put up a little bit of a fight, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> another, another tough day for them. Um, you, you think they'll hold on this season? At this point, I can see them scrapping away some draws as far as getting a substantial amount of wins to remain in, I don't know, semi-contention to stay in the league. Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's, it's tricky. Yeah. It, take a, a page out of Stevie's book. You know, they, they do look better than the worst of the worst. So I, I think that works to their advantage. You know, they, they haven't looked as bad as Firth and Bochum. Um, I even take them above Bielefeld right now, but uh, yeah, it's, it's tough because they, they had chances in this one, um, you know, obviously do, do pull it level and yeah, <laughs> just, uh, just not a pretty start for them. Uh, on to the next one. You know, this one, this is one that I, I think we're going to, going to really tear apart. <laughs> Glad back. Finally, maybe sort of kind of getting things going. Uh, you know, they, they run all over my Wolfsburg boys who take another loss this week. Um, 3-1 winners there for Gladbach. We've been very critical of Percy Munch and Gladbach this season, and understandably, I mean, even at this point, they are sitting 10th on the table. Yes, that's right, 10th on the table. Um, and this is after they have, you know, kind of strung together a couple wins. Um Notably against Borussia Dortmund, and then now this week against Wolfsburg, which I think is even more impressive. Um, we were critical last week, though. Critical of the victory over Dortmund. You know, Dortmund were down to 10 men. Glavik only scored one goal. You know, you would have liked to have seen more from them. This week, they maybe answer the call a little bit. Um, I know LaCroix went out in this one, so it's, you know, once again, you're playing... Ten minute was a bit later than Dahoud on the on you know the last weekend, so I give them a little bit of, of credit for that one. But uh, hey, they come out fiery start. Uh, and Bolo was one of the guys we called out. Comes right in. It's the first goal, so maybe they're listening. <laughs> maybe they're listening. Such a classic Embolo goal, right? It, like to score a goal like a scissor kick upside, like to get that upside down, right? Right in the box, right? Such a difficult goal and something that you would expect like so many people to not be able to score. And it looks routine for him, but some of the most like goals that look simplistic, he seems to to miss. And it's almost like he needs to put himself in that position to get that spectacular goal. And I, I mean, props to him. He buried it. It was a beautiful, beautiful goal. It's crazy. It's crazy. You'll see these from him and, I mean, it's just time and time again, you'll see it and be like, oh, yeah, like he's coming to life now. He's coming to life and be it an injury or just be it a drop in form. We don't see that from him for months. Um, you know, even his, his Schalke days, like uh, it's it's bizarre. He, he's but I mean, he can pull out these like world class level goals that like you never see anywhere else and will just miss ones. And you think you were you hit this scissor kick goal and you couldn't have scored that one. 
And I would just wonder if, is it like, you know, is it a drop in form? Is it injuries? Is it a lack of focus sometimes? Is he just, you know, he, he's thinking about the next thing before he taps in the, the simple one. Whereas with these, it's just like, no, like I'm just going to send it, not think about it and just play. And I don't know what it is. I mean, I'd love to, to pick his brain on that and find out and, and see, cause I, I mean, the talent is there. The physical size is there. The tools are there. I just, where is the 20 goals a season? Right. I mean, imagine, <laughs> imagine that. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't do it this week, fellas. I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, I can't do much criticizing. I think Eddie Hooter had them up for the, the task. The, the conversation that I don't want to take it to, but I think it's kind of inevitable at this point is what's Van Bommel's next move, you know, with this Wolfsburg side, which started out so very strong, so very strong. You kind of get slapped around by Frankfurt. I believe this was match day five, right? You have the draw with Frankfurt. Um, you come in, you get bullied by Hoffenheim 3-1. And then now this week you lose to Gladbach 3-1. And so, you know, the incredible defense you've led in three goals the past two weeks. And that's not accounting the Champions League struggles either. Right, where they've not accounting failed the to win struggles. in both games there and have looked disappointing. Shell themselves, shell themselves. Um, so the la- you have to go all the way back to the Firth win is the last time this team came away with a win what five matches in a row do we just chalk it up to it being a new manager and them hitting a little bit of a rough patch and maybe give them a pass and say that they're going to write the ship i mean i, I think we well that's we the question with, mark i mean i think we do that with everybody so maybe well maybe we kind of but have to but do we? The, the question here you know kind of going back to a lot of the discussion preseason that i'm alluding to is i think with a lot of these other managers we'll say i, I mean let's 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 take it from the top, right? Bayern Munich, we could all agree, kind of a little bit of a skid here. I mean, you, you don't want to go and lose to Frankfurt, but it's Julian Nagelsmann. You'll say, yeah, he's going to write the ship. They're going to be just fine, right? Um, even Marco Rosa for his as poor as uh, as Dortmund. And I, man, I'll tell you what, these managers, I still every once in a while, I have to go like, okay, where is he now? Right. The, the managerial carousel. So <laughs> we I need cheat sheets right here. Where did he go? But yeah, Marco Rosa, who's now at Borussia Dortmund, we said kind of the same thing. We said, hey, let's just give him some time. Um, and, and Dortmund haven't looked as poor as some of these other clubs. Um, Jesse March, no. you know, I think I, I, I'd, I'd say Leipzig and Gladbach were the two that we continue to give passes because we said Jesse March is going to write that ship. Addy Hooter is going to write that ship, right? Right. But, but I mean, we, they're established coaches. But we, yeah, we didn't have that same energy. Well, you specifically, Keenan. You're right. <laughs> did not I did. have that same energy. I had Van serious Bumble. concerns. So asking you, will they write this? I mean, we know that they have the talent to at least compete. Um, defensively, certainly. I think there's no question marks on the defensive end. They can get this together. Um, but off- offensively, I think is where I, I kind of have question marks. I think Walshman has been a boost. He did score this week. Um, right. It's not, just not seeing enough from them. Um, offensively, so I mean, realistically, do you think do you think they can get back on track? I'm willing. I mean, they're sitting in fifth right now, so I I don't know how much we can really complain about them, considering uh, all we did preseason was go back and forth about whether we thought they would finish fourth or fifth, and they're sitting 
right there, two points out of fourth. So I, I don't know if we're saying that they, how much we can really complain at this point, truly. I mean, they're sitting exactly where we were going back and forth about them being. Their struggles are that they can't score enough goals. And it was the one thing that we established with this team from the beginning was, are they going to be able to score enough to compete? I mean, you look at it around them, right? The top eight teams, all double-digit goals scored, right? And, and if you're going to rely on your, your, your defense, your defense has to show up. And I've seen costly mistakes. I mean, the Mbolo one, you know, the build-up play could have been better. I think they could have prevented it. Obviously, you can't prevent something like that. Like the Mbolo goal was otherworldly. But still, you allow three goals to glide back. You know, you allow Kramerick, you know, a, a pretty routine and header I, for well, him. Right. Well, I mean, so like the... Like the Scally goal at the end, I'm not necessarily holding against them, right? You're pushing far up the field. You're trying to get a draw out of it. And Summer just launches one deep and it's, you know, it's the misplayed ball that Scally comes away with at the end. And and props to him for being what the third youngest American to score. Great finish from him. First top play goal. So props to him there. But I don't really have an issue with that third goal. And I mean, the Embolo goal, like, yeah, the, the defense building up to the goal probably could have been better. But, I mean, the dude has the goal of the season right now on you just based on the fact that he scored it literally upside down. The Hoffman goal is probably the one that I'm the most critical of at that point. Like, you can't get beat there. But, I, honestly, it's not their best center back pairing. Like, no offense. But, I mean, Laquaz is fantastic. And, obviously, they made the adjustment, brought in Brooks, um, I think, at the half there. And that's, that's their true center back pairing. And then you have Gerhardt playing as a left back who's not traditionally there either. So a little shakeup in, in the back line, but again, you'd think Baku, Volschmidt, Veghorst, Luka Baku, you could probably get two goals. I mean, this is all you're asking for is two goals at that point. And that's, that's the issue for me is you have all those guys and you can't manage to put more than one in there. And, and the Volschmidt goal is just, just like a, just be in the right spot goal yeah yeah i mean you say it well and we can look back at the slugger injury too i mean he did so much to cover that back line and oh, we talked man, about so incredible you know they uh, even in the build-up play you know working with maxi arnold i do wonder sure they were winning games after his injury but you do wonder at times like this boy would it be nice to have him back um and with, the with ACL, these midweek fixtures <laughs> yeah with this acl injury I don't know. I mean, it, it's early 2022 would be wishful thinking, I think. Um, it's going to be a long and, time. And even, and even uh, Brooks was having a health issue, too, with his back. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's been notorious for yeah, having <laughs> right. He's, he's always banged up. And, I mean, this is what we talked about, too, as well. You know, they, they aren't performing well in Champions League. This is something Keenan said, too. He felt like they were going to be in and out right away. Um, and it could end up being a blessing in disguise for this, for this team. I mean, we never want to see it. We always want to see our Bundesliga sides performing well in Champions League, but you have to wonder, okay, you're not performing well. You're having to rotate your roster because you're having these midweek fixtures. Let's just get it over with. Get back to focusing on the league because it's not working in Europe. Um, maybe, you know, kind of speaking as if they will get knocked out because I think they will. Um, yeah. Maybe that will be a good 
point for them to kind of get things back on track and say, hey, we're going to focus on the league. We can right, riot just, our roster a little bit more. Our, our, our yeah, and I think lineup, for I them, say. right? I mean, if, if we're talking Wolfsburg, at least for right now, is building towards uh, a return to just consistent Champions League placement. Right. I, I think that's totally understandable at this time, right? You have a new manager as well who's not that accomplished as a manager, not that experienced. If you're able to achieve Champions League, Right. You got a little bit of money from having gotten in Champions League last year. You keep building. You're clearly going out and getting quality pieces. You extend LaCroix even because he moved his contract out one more year. So I think he's 2025 now, which is huge for them to lock down that. Right. You continue to build that roster and you in him. Mean, you're already out of Pokal, as we touched yeah. on. So you move to one competition, focus on there, get Champions League and just continue to consistently build there and off of what is a very strong team. The the pro the problem I have though is, w- will they be able to ride it and not in time for the because I mean, Leipzig surging right now. Gladbach is try- trying to keep turn that that uh, table around, and they're only sitting three points back of Wolfsburg right now. I'm, so, I'm. <clears throat> and and th- and that's what I said about those other teams. I mean, that's what I said about Freiburg as well. I think it was last week. You know, we look at how how well Fiber Freiburg is playing. They got another win this week over my spiral, spiraling Hertha boys. But that's what I said about these teams that are currently sitting there. Nobody's going to be safe when Nkuku mm-hmm. and the boys come to town. You know, and they they get things going. No one's going to be safe when Gladback, as as we just saw, <laughs> when Gladback gets things going. That's when things get a little dicey. And right now, to your point, Stephen, Wolfsburg does look the most vulnerable to get bumped out, uh, which is it's crazy that I'm saying that. But, but at cur- on current form, they look most vulnerable out of those sides. Um, and then you have to think, okay, do they have what it takes to then claw back in? Or are they going to be relying on what is those other teams getting you know, a skid? Um, because that that's where we start to talk about the goals. And, and if they get bumped out, I don't think they have the goals to stay on pace they with. They really don't. Yeah. You think about it like in uh, in American football, right? Like you can't run the ball when you're playing from behind. You have to be able to throw. It's the same concept here. Like if they fall out of it, they're going to have to outscore some teams to get back in there, right? It's one thing to to get your wins now and build that cushion, and then rely on the defense to see things out. There's they need to stay in within two points, basically. I mean, you have to be able to overtake somebody with a win. So two points, really, because uh, your goal differential is just not going to be there. No, and and I'm coming off of international break, and I don't want to get into these fixtures too much since we do have some time, but I, I, I penciled in their meeting with uh, with Union Berlin, which will be at Union. But I'll tell you what, that's a big one for them because they can build some space, you know, Union right now, um, breathing down their neck, you know, 13 points, Union on 12. You win that one, you know you can you can jump up to to sixteen, build a little bit of space from Union, who's currently next man up. Now, of course, we as we said, Leipzig is presumably the next man, next man up, who's moving <laughs> very rapidly up the table. So, uh, yeah, a lot to Freiburg after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Another two games right one. there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they they are they're gonna be they're one to watch right now. They're certainly one to watch right now. Um, you know, as Keenan, you, you talked about a lot of people had them as kind of their surprise team. As you said, ESPN had penciled them in as a surprise team. 
you said it really well. We're not surprised at where they're sitting right now. My concern is their form right now. You know, if you said, hey, they're, they're here at this point of the season, I'd say, okay, cool. But if you told me, hey, th- these were their last run of fixtures after, yeah. you know, phenomenal start, that's why I started getting concerned because it's like, see a team hitting a skid like that, how long is that going to last, right? Um, it's, you know, it's what we saw with, with Gladback last season. <laughs> it's just like, stop the bleeding, stop the bleeding. But this is exactly where we get to judge uh, a new coach, right? You go into an international break, you come out of it. How do you? How does your team look there? Because ultimately, like this international break probably doesn't come at a better time given the skid that they're on. Absolutely, yeah. Especially with that, with the health concerns. Um, you, you know, two other sides that have been so hard to to pin down. I mean, Stuttgart and Hoffenheim. Stuttgart come away three one winners. I can't remember who it was. Uh, someone on the show. And I'm not saying this sarcastically. I honestly can't remember. Someone had said, hey, I think Stugar is going to come out and win this one. Um, so props to whoever that was. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's kind of crazy because Stugar, I at least for me, you know, I see some of their results and I think, gosh, like they really just need their attacking players back. They need some health. They need some health. And yet they're still finding a way to get some of these wins. Um, you know, sitting 12th, it's not, it's not incredible, but you know, they're not in any relegation danger. I think they could be proud of where they're sitting right now. Um, and you just beat a Hoffenheim side who I feel like every time I turn around, I'm like, okay, Hoffenheim, yeah, they're cooking now, they're cooking now. Never mind. You know, like I it's just talk about we talk about it all the time about teams needing to be consistent. And I feel like Hoffenheim's like the epitome of what we're describing here of just please just be consistent. They're consistent, they're consistent at one thing, being be mediocre. In- <laughs> Being inconsistent. being inconsistent, I wouldn't say, yeah, I wouldn't say mediocre because sometimes they look really, yeah, good. it's just <laughs> like, like it's a roller coaster for them. It's like they'll look really good and then they'll lose 3 1 and then they'll yeah. beat somebody 4 0. And I mean, sitting 11, so I mean, we you know, criticize what you want, you know, it's not a bad place for Sebastian Honus and his boys, but when they look good, I, I continue to say they look like a team that can compete for Europa, they look like a team yeah. that can be up there. With Cologne and Union Berlin, I, I see them as that type of size, certainly up there with Mainz. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't know, fellas. I don't it, know. It's, the, it's these kinds of results that force them into being a no man's land team as opposed to a team competing for a European spot. Yeah. And, and on the flip, I think what this says a lot about Stuttgart is they, you know, for, for a club of their, their size, you know, where, where they are right now. They're pretty deep. You know, they have, they have, uh, speaking of next man up, they definitely have that next man up mentality. Um, you know, I've talked about Sosa a lot this season. Um, Indo, obviously, Kemp got on the score sheet this week, who's, um, you know, phenomenal player. You know, they're just finding, they're finding ways to, to will out victories. Um, and, you know, a reminder, you're still without Silas. Um, gosh, you're still without. Kalisic, um, right? The the big man. I was just thinking of the the, the huge dude, <laughs> the tallest uh, man in the league. Both of them were huge for them last season. I'm talking huge for them last season. Double digit scores. Uh, yeah, and and you're without both of them right now, and you still find a way. Uh, you have to feel good. You have to feel good. Um, guys like Eric Tommy on that that roster, Daniel Dadavi. I mean, we, these are guys that we talk about all the time. It's just being, you know, mainstay guys who you can you can call upon uh call a Bali, you know uh the list goes on they're pretty tough squad you know and I, I think if they get they get healthy 
Um, and Pellegrino Matsurazzo is one of the better managers, I'd say. I want to say top five last season. He's a really good manager last season. I think when he gets his pieces fit, they they might surprise some folks second half of the year. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what timetable's looking like on Silas. I know we had talked about it a few weeks ago that I, I believe he was just getting back to training. Um, but obviously this international break helps that as well. Um, have some time, rest teams off, and you know, he can get back to his fitness. So we'll continue to watch that. Uh, I don't know, Polly D. What what, what you thinking on that one? Uh, Stugar Hoffenheim. Just just give just give us anything. Give us a, give us a soundbite. <laughs> I would say, from my perspective, it was shocking. But from this point, I respect Stugar a lot more this season as of now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it it is it, certainly is shocking with the way. I mean, you and I both were talking about it last week with Hoffenheim. Said okay. Like we, we, maybe Kramer is coming to life now. Maybe we're going to see more from the side. And I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, and finally to our, our table wizard, Stevie, these two sides, very tight on the table. Um, the tightest you can actually be. Yeah. (laughs) Um, pretty much identical other than what goal difference, right? Yeah. Uh, But it's only by two goals. Yeah. Do you, uh, Looking at this right now, do you think that is a uh, what one of what we call like those those measuring tape wins for Stuttgart that says okay we're tight on the table but currently we're the better side? Yeah, um, I think it, it's it's rough because it's like there's so many teams above both of those teams that like are getting their gears together. It seems like now that it, it may be too much for them to overcome for any kind of European, but for them to climb up to that, maybe that ninth, 10th slot, I, I think both, I think, I think both of them have, have a stake to claim to both of those slots. Um, I, I do think that if Hoffenheim were, were to get consistent with their results, Hoffenheim would be higher on that, uh, on the table, just because I trust Hoffenheim's pieces a little bit more, but Stuttgart, when healthy is one of the most dangerous teams on the attack because you put a six, eight, like striker in the box, you put it across. It's like an automatic goal. Like there's not, there's not many defenders who can stop that. So you, you give Stuttgart a little bit, a little bit of time to kind of get everybody back healthy. I, I think that they will sit around you know, that ninth to 10th slot. Um, you know, it's, there's, there's definitely, there's definitely a like, unlike last, unlike certain years, we can say, we can say like there's a, um, there's not as much of a clear separation between the mid table and the bottom table. This season, there's a clear separation between mid table and bottom table, uh, bottom table, clear separation. It's like, obviously, the points don't really um, tell that story, but I think by the end of the season, you're going to see a big jump between. Who's at who's at that like the last like mid table slot and who's at that very edge of the uh, bottom table and I don't think I don't even think those points are going to be close. Yeah, yeah, and I mean I remember last year it felt like for, a, for much of the season it was five, sometimes even six clubs that we kind of rotate in the relegation conversation. Yeah. Um, it felt like just a lot of clubs in that mix, and I think right now for most of us 
obviously you've got three, right? You've got the two automatics and you've got the playoff spot. I think all of us can name three, like the three that are there right now, I feel like are most likely the three um, with Augsburg flirting there. And otherwise, I think we've all have kind of said, although at times they, they don't show it, Hertha will have enough to stay afloat. Frankfurt have enough to stay afloat. And then after that, you're you're right up here with Stuttgart and Hoffenheim, who I don't think any of us would pick them to be relegated. So, um, yeah, absolutely. The the bad are really bad, and it's going to be very, very interesting to see. Outside of those, what is the middle of the table going to look like? Uh, that kind of that no man's land. Um, then you have to wonder, yeah. too, um, if one of these sides is able to climb enough you kind of sit outside Europe and you wait to poach, you know, you wait for somebody to slip up a little bit. Um, kind of like what we're talking about with, with Wolfsburg now with, you know, Leipzig breathing down their neck. Maybe you wait for one of these sides to slip up, you know, a Freiburg or a Köln who started out the year strong, but we know at, at points they're going to hit difficult stretches, you know, uh, that that's what's, that's what's you know fascinating to me is, is to watch what's going to happen when that happens. Yeah. And, and even uh, even uh, we'll get to it a little bit later, but even mines, I think mines is starting to slip a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can kind of see them slip slipping a little bit further down the table. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be very interesting to see that you know who's gonna round out this table because, like I said, I mean Leipzig sitting you know five points away from fourth, Gladbach sitting away. Uh, five points from fourth, um, and the way that we're talking earlier in the season, we thought both of the like. <laughs> I, I don't think we we would have thought that would have happened, but I mean, now it, 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 it is what it is right now. But right, I mean, they're getting the points now. So. They're getting the points now. So, I mean, it if you're you know Freiburg, if you're uh, uh, if you're Cole or anything like that, you're you're, you're looking at these teams like, oh no, here they come. <laughs> and hit it, hit, they're, they're starting again. And, and we know Leipzig, once Leipzig gets going, it's hard to stop them. Um, and they're, uh, and they're, they're, they're starting to cook on all cylinders now. So it's just, I think it's just a matter of time for them to get, start to get everything going. Yeah. And, and looking at these other fixtures, um, you know, as we keep things moving, Freiburg, again, we, we did touch on this a little bit, continue their good run beating her to Berlin there. I won't spend too much time on this, not because I'm, you know, upset about it by any means. I was glad to see my, my boy, Niels Pedersen get on the score sheet. You know, someone that we talked about, I think you, you brought him up a few weeks ago, Stevie. Um, Piatic back. Um, he does get a goal as well. It was, you know, it was a gritty game, but at the end of the day, Freiburg, they're a tough side and they are, t- I'll tell you what, they are willing out some of these victories. That was a really big day for them to continue that winning streak. Uh, especially on the road. Um, so again, props to, uh, to Christian Streit and the Freiburg side continue to fly high. Jumping now to Leipzig, Bochum. Although, I mean, it is worth talking about because of Christopher Nkuku and just incredible, incredible start to season. He's having right now, uh, getting two, two goals again. Um, he did have a big day in Champions League again, although they did lose that fixture. So, um, take what you can. But um, it was Bochum, right? It was Bochum. Yep. But yep. Uh, you got to say you like what you see from them. I mean, at least they're going out there and taking care of business. 
Yeah, and and kind of like I, I point uh said in the uh, group chat, it's like yeah, I don't I don't think there's a player that's more in form right now than it, than in Cuckoo. Uh, just like it seems like every time you you see uh you pull up the stats of Leipzig of, of a, a Leipzig game, the score is like, oh well, he's on the score sheet again. Um, even I mean, this week you did get a little help with uh, Silva getting that first goal. Uh, maybe that'll start getting him going too. Which, if if he starts getting going, then the league's in trouble because <laughs> we saw what he did last year. Like it, it, I, it's like we keep on w- waiting for these these players to break out, and he's one of those that we're waiting to break out. And once he, I think once he gets going, you know, you have and Cuckoo's still going. This Leipzig, this Leipzig is only going to go um, up. I mean, it's it's very well po- like again. I know we're we're sitting seven games, seven games in, in, into the season, still a long ways to go. Um, I I still fully believe that this this team is going to finish top four still. Uh, yeah. Um, Look, I'll say it now, fellas. I, I think they're Champions League by Christmas. Oh yeah, I mean they're only sitting only five points away. So right, it's not, right. It's not. It's not outrageous. Right. It's not outrageous. Um. But I, I, at least league-wise, particularly, I mean, if they get bumped from Champions League too, um, which now is looking more realistic for them as well, it may be a blessing disguise for them as well, uh, which is unfortunate because, you know, we always want to say, again, we want to see our clubs do well in Champions League. But about the, I think I think we all count on Leipzig a little bit more than Wolfsburg for, for Champions League nowadays. Well, well, as far as I think, well, as, as far as group, you know, I, I think we all had picked Wolfsburg to get out of because I mean Wolfsburg yeah. certainly has the easier group than yeah. Leipzig do, um, so that was the only thing. You know, I, if you take both teams, yeah, I'd say Leipzig the better side. But um, when we looked at their groups, we said, yeah, Leipzig's going to have an uphill battle in their group. I mean, you've got PSG in your group, so that's, I mean, uh, it, 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 even like even a uh, Club Bruges is starting is in that group right and beat them this you, week. You get, so it's giving it's giving everybody problems. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we will, um, we'll, we'll keep an eye on them, but, uh, yeah, I mean, to your point and we'll get to that. I think there is a one, maybe there's a couple guys that I say maybe are, are slightly ahead of Nkuku and you, you named one of them yourself, um, this week. I won't, I won't spoil, but, uh, there's, there's one team that is, that is red hot right now that has a couple guys <laughs> that could be in that conversation. Um, Moving on, you know, speaking of of Mainz, they do hit the skid a little bit this week. Uh, you know, big day for Taiwo and Union Berlin. Man, I this decide they they hang around, man. They hang around. Um, fascinating Had a big day in, in uh, their conference uh, league game as well. Yeah, what's the final score uh, of that one? Three zero. Three zero. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. For a side like this, you know, um, you know, we look at Wolfsburg, right? And this is the type of fight that I need to see from Wolfsburg. You know, Union has hit difficult patches, but they have been able to bounce back. And that's what I'm waiting to see from Wolfsburg. This Union side doesn't give me any indication that they would hit a patch and really fall out. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they may lose a game. They may have a tough, you know, couple games. You know, I know that they they came out. Was it a, their first conference league game they lost, or second? It was the first, right, of the uh, the group stages. Yeah, it was first. Uh, yeah, and, and they've come back and been able to fight back. I gotta give them credit. That that fight is what makes them different. Keenan said it too when they came into this league. They said we belong, and that's what I see week in and week out from them. Uh, another huge day for Taiwo. Yeah, it's 
he's like the new Mac. Well, not, not new Max Kirsten, but he like he. I think he is now their like center point mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it seems like he's been their offensive player this year. Yeah, because uh, like last year it was the Max Kirsten show. This year it's the Tybo show. So. Um, you can't be mad about that either. I mean, he's only no. twenty. He's only twenty four. What's uh, Max Chris is not thirty three now. So you know, you obviously yeah. want to start to rely on youth too. Um, and so, I mean, it's great to have a healthy Max Cruz. You know, you're not losing yep. anything having so having a healthy Cruz. Um, well, and I think that plays into Cruz and his role on the team as well, right? He he can turn provider in that point and, and one of the best, especially in transition. He used that that speed and strength that uh, Tai Wu has, and you saw it in the two like carbon copy goals that he has there. It, it just it, you know so it allows Cruz's freedom and and creativity below the ball. He can drop deeper, receive that, and then just unleash the 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 beast running forward. And you get him one on one with either the keeper or one on one with a a defender in the keeper. Just pick the ball up out of the back of the net. It's funny. I was just looking at the post game interview. That way, you said it in the post game interview. It's not all about me. It's not only about me. Uh, great to see that from the kids. Hey, look, I'm having a great season, but it's, it's a team first. Um, Polly D, Polly D, Polly D. Like what you're seeing from, from Union Berlin? I would say, honestly, this match, just taking away the whole weekend, this is my favorite match of the whole weekend, really. Because you have Mines, you know, strike first and trying to set the precedence. But then, you know, you see a lot of hard challenges back and forth, some tenacity going into stuff. And then, you know, between the sixth and ninth minute to the, se- the 73rd, um, I will kind of, you know, asserts himself and the point where he needs to just, you know, be the focal offense and he clinches it basically. You know, I love how I like how he moves me for. He really just it was like you know nothing you know dirt up your shoulder kind of you know like <laughs> take it as like you know the biggest thing. It was basically just what you're supposed to do in that situation and that um opportunity. But it was beautiful. So yeah, it was nice to see. Play like you've been there. Play like you've been there. Uh, and that's how they that's how they play. It's like hey, yeah, we're meant to be here. We're meant to go out and beat Mines. Uh. Well, fellas, it, it's the time has come. The time has come. We finally hit this point of the the, uh, the schedule. Frankfurt, two one, Bayern. Yikes! You know, and it's funny you go online on a match day when a Bayern loses, and, and Paulie's taking a, the headphones off, he's, he's checking out from this one. It's funny you go online and it's like the end of the world. Byron loses a game and you know chaos. The the fans just crack me up. Like you know, this is terrible. Oh my gosh! Like it's it's funny times. It's funny times. Um, been a Byron fan long enough to know that these things happen. Um, I I, I will say also credit to to Hansi Flick you know, on the crazy run that he had with, you know, the home game win streak, I think was that back to the November of 2019, Kina, or is it 2019? Uh, um, yes. 30 matches unbeaten at home. Yeah. At home. Um, but Hey, you know, it happens. <laughs> and as you pointed out, Keenan, there's been some warning signs. I think Thomas Muller said it really well, even the games that we're winning, uh, 
basically that that the big score lines kind of hid some issues that were going on. You know, that maybe even though they go out and they spank Barcelona, we all know Barcelona is a very poor squad right now. So, <laughs> you know, it, it looks it makes Bayern look better than than what they are. Not not that Bayern is, is any bad situation. No, but it's like this that, is the standard but, that we uh, hold them to. Yeah, yeah. Um Kostic, you know, plays spoiler again for Munich. He kind of has the uh the history of doing that. Um being that man to to put the nail in the coffin against Bayern. It seems like it's a role that he really loves to play. And look, fellas, I'll be honest, man. I this is coming from a genuine Bayern Munich fan. I like days like this. Um, you know, I never want to see my boys lose, but for the intrigue of the league, um, particularly between Bayern and Frankfurt, there have just been so many clashes and always looking back to Nico Kovac and the Pokal final with Frankfurt. You bring this up every time. I had no business beating them. And I look back at that and I think, yeah, <laughs> I have to bring it up because this Frankfurt side is different when they play Bayern. And unlike a lot of sides that you could say, oh, yeah, they're up for Bayern. Frankfurt has gotten them and they've gotten them on the big stage. I mean, a, a final. Um, and that was Costa too, wasn't it? So, uh, where do we start? <laughs> you start with the fact that I jinxed them entirely. We talked about the fact that I was going to jinx them. Well, well, I mean, that's my thing is I, I don't even consider it a jinx. It's, it's, it's a tough not, day. Not, and it's, it's, um, that I have to own the fact that I complete, I mean, I just blindly was just like, you know what? Nah. And yeah. it's like, I just didn't want to admit that it was a really, really strong possibility that this exact thing could happen. Yeah, and I mean, and for Frankfurt, for as poor as they looked at the start of the season, we have to give them credit that they have started to to turn things around too. I mean, they, if you remember, just a few weeks ago, they were having all the off the field stuff with uh, with Jonas, who ultimately left, and Kostic, who wasn't going to practice, trying to force a move. I mean, this and that, yada yada. But um, you know, they have started to get things going, and obviously, they can't just lean on this win, but. Hey, it's certainly a big step forward for them. So, you know, as much as we want to say, oh yeah, Bayern were were dreadful, and we, we want to you know kick them. I have to give credit to Oliver Gostner and and this Frankfurt side uh, stepping up big when it counts. Uh, but <laughs> to Bayern Munich, it was it was a dreadful day. I think at, from top to bottom for them, uh, defensively, just symbolic at times. Um, Upamecano is someone who's been you know singled out a lot for, you know, very poor performance. I, I, you know, I want to do my part in protecting the young fellow. You know, he's going to have growing pains at, at Byron and I, I don't want to put this all on his shoulders because I also think that the, uh, like Lewandowski didn't really show up, you know, missed opportunities. Uh, I thought, you know, Sané and Gnabry, though they had, they had flashes. You, you got to, you got to be better. You got to be better. Um, my man Chupo had big chances, and I, I really like the urgency that he brings when he comes into the game. But uh, this wasn't happening. Um, something else that stood out to me too when Sabitzer got in, I, you know, I felt like he's still kind of integrating. There was there was a weird play uh, late in the game when um, you know ball comes into the box. And Sabitzer is, is rushing toward it. He, you know, he's an opportunity to volley it. And I think Thomas Muller ends up like flicking into the air. I can't remember even who it was to um, at that point. 
but kind of a miscommunication there, um, which was rather unfortunate because I, I think that Sabitzer had a good opportunity to tuck that one away. But uh, yeah, just some kind of miscues. Um, oh, and how can I forget? I mean, Kevin Trapp put on his best Neuer performance. Um, just how much of that is based on the fact that he was not selected for the national team this round? I, was that was that a shot at, at Flick for not picking him? Look, I I, I never want to read into those too much, you know. Like, uh, but golly, I mean, the man had save after save after save after massive save. Um, I mean, the Goretzka cannon, and we know what kind of power Goretzka is is packing. I mean, the dude's juiced, um, and just the reflexes to to parry that over. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big day for trap. Because, um, because to me, if I'd be kind of offended if I was trap, right? Like, I don't think I've been that bad this season. I'm gonna go out and show out against Byron, but you gonna go with this man Terstegen? Really? You and I, I realize whole- I'm not gonna play, and neither one of us is gonna play. But still, I, I want the call up. That's a whole another conversation. <laughs> I mean, we we've we've done this on the show before. Um, I know. Stevie's licking his chops right now to get back into the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper debate. Um, that's that's a whole nother that's a whole nother story. Um, where's Baird Leno? Arsenal. No, I mean as far as the, he didn't oh, get in called the pecking up, right? order in the packing. Yeah, order. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's still consistently been Neuer, Neuer to stay in Leno, Leno, yeah, and then right. Trap, right? And and Steven. That's exactly how it should be, right? Psych. No. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, Leno, that's a should not, Leno should not be near that team. <laughs> Neither should just take it. But then, but then again, it's like you have noise. What's, what's the matter? Right, right. That's what which I'm is, saying. Which like, is, like, yeah, should which we even have this? Should we waste our time? Like, um, but um, is is this a sign of Frankfurt? I mean, this is this is a couple uh, results in a row for Frankfurt. Are they starting yeah. to kind of get it together as well? Because I mean, you got they they won in uh on, in Europa as well. Uh, so are, are they starting? Do you think they're starting to kind of get it together and start turning around? I, I I definitely think defensively they have. Um, you know, they they've pulled out a number of draws. I think it was it three draws coming into this fixture, something like that. Um, I guess some pretty tough sides. So um, you know, other than the the Europa one. Um, and defensively was was the big issue because we were talking about how how terrible they were even last year defensively, but you were able to get bailed out by Andre Silva and you know Kostic and and the attack that they had and then we said okay no Silva this year, so your attack is is weaker. Um, you obviously lost Abraham you know to retirement I believe is it retirement or do you go back yeah, to Argentina? Uh, but yeah, th- then you look and say okay you're not quite as strong defensively either, but. Um, They've gotten it together. You know, they're holding teams. You, you held Lewandowski. <laughs> like, that's uh, that's something you could be proud of. So, I, I'd say absolutely they, they're they getting things going. Uh, I'm not sure what the ceiling looks like for this side. I, I still don't think they're, they have the, the depth to be a European team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as much as people want to bash Bayern Munich, um, I do think Frankfurt were on the right track. But I, but I, but at the same time, it's always tough. It's always tough. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I feel like this is like the the Gladback one to start the season. Is it's like, 
do you praise Gladbach? Do you criticize Bayern? You know, and it's hard to like hold the two, you know, because I think ultimately Frankfurt can come into this game good form and still get smashed by Bayern Munich because that's just yeah. how good Bayern Munich are, you know. And then, then the conversation is totally different, and we're like, you know, it's it's weird. It's a weird. Um. Yeah, but uh, I don't know, fellas. What what what's up with what's up with Bayern? What's up with Bayern? I mean, and I know we we all know that they're going to be back on track, but uh, if we have to sum it up, what's 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 not what's not working right now? I would say. <laughs> I mean, they, they've, he's done a really good job, I think, of rotating the back line. I, I don't think he's quite settled on it just yet, but but he's at least keeping guys healthy. And I know that you know we've had significant injuries in the back line for Byron um, across the board. Got, not to cut you off, I think Tang got hurt again, right? Yeah, I think he is. Um, but I mean, like you're, you're still not, you still haven't quite sorted out your right back situation. Um, about who's going to be the dedicated number one. I think it probably will end up being Pavard. Obviously, he's suspended, so that made it a little more difficult. But um, you know, just not being having to play your three main center backs all at once right now, you know, allows for less rotation mid-game in some cases, right? For a guy who maybe like in Upamakano's case might have needed to, to be rotated off there, right? Just not having the his yeah. best game, yeah. Um, so, you know, that's definitely been a factor. That midfield has played a lot, even being trying to slip guys out as much as possible. And, you know, there, there's been a huge focus by Nagelsmann to try to preserve guys more so than, let's say, Hansi Flick did, right? He has worked really hard to slow down people's returns. And we've seen that with Komen. We've seen that with Tolisso. It is, and part of it is we've seen that with um, Sabitzer, right? He was injured for the preseason, so he barely trained at all at Leipzig. And so it's taking a lot longer for him to integrate, which also means that that midfield with, you know, Talisa being out as well, in some cases, has got a lot of miles on it. And guess what? They play a lot of miles for Germany as well it's a lot of wear and tear for these guys. And I would have liked to have seen it a couple of weeks ago, rest Kimmich, but I just don't know that I think he's more worried that guys who are already injured will get hurt right. more than he is burning out the guys who are already there. But you got to think long-term for a guy like Kimmich, because if you don't stop him, he will not stop. You're going to have to sit him at some point. I think and more concerned about Goretzka personally um, because of the injury history, you know, uh, Kimmich has at least shown that he can play every minute of every game for a pretty damn long time, but Goretzka. Right. But I have to think, of, I have to look at it as yes, he can do that for this season. He can do that for next season, Right. but I'm thinking, can he do that for the next contract? Right. Right. I mean, he, that's where you have to protect him for because he's he's that type of player who will who could be there for 15 years and will be world class for almost all of that but i mean he he also i mean he's going to play every minute for germany probably too because mm-hmm. he just does and so you're going to have to 
pull him in. And he's done a good job of pulling Goreska or pulling Lewandowski or pulling Muller, um, you know, and trying to rotate the wingers, right? Just getting guys out maybe earlier, right? right? So, you know, they're only playing 70 minutes instead of the full 90, except for Kimmich. Yeah. And I think eventually you're just going to have to pull him and and hopefully, you know, he, he's able to get some rest, just rejuvenate him just a little bit because you're going to be in a lot of competitions for this whole season. But again, guys, I mean, it's it's nothing to really be concerned about at all. It's It happens every year. There's at least one game like this. Yes, this. It's this league. It's a crazy league. Um, anything else, Polly, Stevie, any, any thoughts on this one before we jump to uh, the Buyer 04 show? <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's just crazy the amount of press a Byron loss gets. Um, it's like, oh, no, what what's happening with Byron? Oh, oh no, the club's in shambles, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's, it, it gets annoying after a while because it's like, Byron can do no wrong without it being a massive story. If they lose one game and it's a massive story, they go off to win like a, a treble and it barely barely makes the news. Like I, I don't I don't like I said this at, at the beginning of the year. I don't get I don't get the press about Byron. Like it's either they, they lose, it's it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> if, if they if they win everything, great, you're supposed to, you're a Byron. If you lose something, what's happening? You're buying. Why are you losing? Like we, we say this because like we say in the league, it's we, we always want the league to be more competitive. And it's like, well, Byron loses, and then they get this negative press. And it's like, well, if you're in this quote unquote low tiered league, you, you should be winning everything. If it's a low tier, if it's a low tier league, then obviously that wouldn't be the case. That they'd be winning every single game if that was the case. That's not that's not what's happening. Like these are quality teams that they're going up against. Like Frankfurt has a history of beating them. Gladbach has a history of beating them. Dorman has beat them on occasion. Uh, it hasn't, like hasn't been recently. Hasn't been recently. But 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 like I mean, you, you go back to the the clock Dorman days, like how you know for how massive those those matches were. Yeah. Um, you know, even Hoffenheim has has come across has gotten the best of Bayern here recently. You know, you have these, you have clubs who have beaten them on on occasion. It's like this happens. <laughs> yeah. Like, but it, it's just one thing. It, it they're 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 not going to this one defeat like derail their whole entire season. Like, you you would think Bayern is Barcelona the way that people are acting. Well, and I was going to say, speaking of Barcelona, you know, and I don't want to take this conversation too far, but Real Madrid, you know, prime example, you lose to, Sher- is it Sheriff? Is that really the- Sheriff? Yes. <laughs> you know, and, and Champions Who started League. Their, their climb into Champions League in July, by the way. <laughs> and and that's, how, the, that's how long they've been fighting. Used the Espanol, you know, um, this week. PSG loses. Um. City Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool was a draw, right? Yeah, but those against each other, so it's like, oh, that, yeah. that kind of give it a pass, right. out, right? But, but yeah, to your point, this is all I've heard about, you know, and and well, Real is rebuilding, uh, you know, Barcelona, they're getting things, you know, they're getting on track. I mean, they lost Messi, so you know, it's going to be a little bit of a rebuild. Um, 
but you never get any of that. You never get any nope. of that with Bayern Munich. You know, it's a, it's a new manager. If any, yeah. any other club, you have a new manager, the expectation is you're going to drop some. You're going to drop some. Uh, but that is never the case for Bayern. Um, I, and, and the thing that I would say, too, for, you, you know, the thing that bothers me the most is I think fans of Bayern Munich, and I've said this before, and, I, you know, I feel like we do this every year when I get really <laughs> upset about it. You don't know how good you have it, you know, and, and you do act. A lot of fans of Bayern Munich act like spoiled brats. You oh, know, yes. When you go out and lose a game like this and it's like, guys, you do not know how good you have it. You, you've seen your club win two troubles in your lifetime. And, and, and you could be a, a, what, how old? Very young. <laughs> and have seen Bayern <laughs> like, Munich already have won two troubles. I was going to say a baby, not, not really a baby, but you know, 2013. And, pre-teen. You know, yeah, yeah. You don't have to be a teen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's just, and I just see these fans going on Twitter, dragging them like, guys, you do not know. They dragged them during wins. How good you have it. Yeah, that's true. That too. Uh, yes, and yes, hold your team. I mean, as you did last week, Keenan, you know, you said, hey, you know, the, the performance last week uh, was it the first game. You know, you said, yeah, I got issues. Like, I could talk, well, let's talk about the issues for a, a while. Yeah. Um, but there's a difference, you know, doing that versus talking about, oh, they're, they're so poor. Um, yeah. Attacking and, individual players. Attacking individual players, which we've seen so many times. I mean, the, just dragging Leroy Sané for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And then you, you wonder, okay, yeah, no wonder Nagelsmann's got a team psychologist, you know, to work with the kid. Like, you know, it's just, it's frustrating. Um, be, do better, do better. Support your club. Uh, this week it was Upamecano. Just, just drag through the mud. Um, and anytime it's a big signing, you know, you're going to have a target on your back like that. Um, coming in just gets my blood boiling this club is so good and it's one loss yeah it's it's like even if they were to lose like two in a row i still would be worried no it's a flick dropped a couple yeah Yeah, he dropped a leverkusen at gladback yeah in his first 10 games got my face with that man (laughs) you know man but yeah it's just it's, it's it's i just don't understand like I mean, I, I get, like, I get, oh, well, you look at these other leagues and, like, you say, oh, well, look at this league who has so many different champions. It doesn't matter who won a champion. That means their teams are trash if, if you have that many different uh, champions. Yeah, yeah, like, and, and, and it's two, and, and I see what you're saying there, Steven, is it's two different, it's like Bayern, as you said, damn if you didn't have young, because Bayern's expected to go out, I mean, it's a farmer's league, Bayern's expected to go out and win it every week you know it's like those two opposing thoughts like you know back and forth every week it's like okay you want to see a more competitive league so frankfurt goes out and beats Bayern. you have a problem with that <laughs> you know yeah. and if Bayern goes out and beats frankfurt handily you got a problem with that yeah to your point they can't win um but real quick fellas to, to round things out this week aside that can win uh <laughs> Larry keys and fellas we're going on a high note my man patrick schick we've been calling on him calling on him you know, this man is up to what? Seven goals now? Six, six goals? Six, six. Six goals in the league now. Really getting things going. Another brace for him. Verts, who is my most informed player right now in the league. Um, just slightly above Nkunku. Just because, I mean, the numbers don't lie. He's, you know, putting up crazy numbers. Still barely legal. Um, I like Leading what I'm seeing, fellas. Leading the way with assists. 
and I shot like, efficiency. I like what I'm seeing. I know that this one is is Bielefeld, so you know it, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, 16 you play, points. You yep, you play for you play 16 points. You're tied with Bayern Munich. Goal difference is the only thing that's keeping you all separated right going now. In, going into a game against Bayern. Going into that, a game against Bayern, which we, they, we won't. We won't. We won't. <laughs> Because we do have international break, I, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm cut everybody off. We're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna <laughs> lick our lips on that one. We will be back. I, I know everyone's itching to, to dig into that one. Let's not do it. Let's 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 not do it. But yeah, that's that that's penciled in. That's a big one. Um, Polly D, Polly D, my man, you you are you are honorary, uh, verts. I don't know what you want to call it. Fanboy, fan man. Um, uh, is this going to become a, um, a weekly thing? Like, like, like is this kid really going to take the league by storm? I would say for the purposes of competitiveness that as far as fresh, hot, in the now buzz of thing, I think Verts is this season's Holland. I'm not saying Holland's falling off. I don't want him to come after me in my dreams or anything, but I would say as far as like as far as like support like um added support, yeah, he is this season's um next big thing in a sense. No, that that's fair. I mean, I know a lot of people might take that out of context, but that's that's I see what you're saying. I mean, last year was Holland's breakout year. Um you know, obviously, we had the Kai Havertz breakout year. I, I would say probably Kai was was the season before that. Would or my my timeline screwed. But yeah, I'm I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I I think he is our our breakout man this year. Um, and it's scary how young he is. Already talks about him to Bayern. Um, you know, because Bayern do buy all the best talent in the league. A little bit of sarcasm there. A lot of sarcasm there. But you know, also that would look kind of bad. But. <laughs> 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 oh man, but. Boy, would that be something special? Yeah, but I and uh, Patrick Schick, you know, if this man continues this, wow. I mean, this is what this is what we wanted to see. And let's not forget Diaby, who for the first few games of the season, uh, you know, like Derek Ray said, one of the best one-on-one players in the league. Uh, Derek Ray said it; it's got to be true. Yeah, what do you have? I mean, obviously you have um, like ties that go with it, but like when you have one club take up three slots in, the, in like the top like uh, ten or so scoring list, you're doing something right offensively. And it's, and it's not just like one or two. Mm-hmm. Chick has six, the Abby has four, and Verts has four. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like they're like, oh, you're on the list. You're you're like up there with like the top. Yeah, like, yeah. The the cutoff is Taiwu at four, at five, but like after that is you know, obviously in Cuckoo, Mendesta, Diaby, and Burtz all tied with four. But right. Schick is sitting there at six, one behind Lewandowski and Holland. <laughs> like, like yeah. And it I, I, didn't we didn't we say that Schick was going to be like one of our dark horses for the like to be in that like scoring title race? If I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean, coming off of the Euros, <laughs> you know, the man couldn't miss. Um, and he kind of stumbled a little bit to start, you know, out the gate with Leverkusen. And we said, oh, no, like, is he going to re- revert back to 
human chick, you know, no longer super Saiyan chick, but he's back to super Saiyan chick. I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to say that his numbers don't lie right now. He's, he's been incredible. Um, and I mean, yeah, right now, Lewandowski seven, he's gone two weeks without scoring, which is crazy drought for him. <laughs> um, Holland is hurt again and he has the history of, of getting banged up and hurt. So shit can stay healthy and continue to perform like this. Absolutely. And, and the, the thing that, that doesn't really like worry me too much about Leverkusen is even if shit like somehow does get like, if he, if shit does go out with that, with an injury, like, like we said, Diaby and Furcher right there, like in the scoring list to pick up that, that, uh, that slide that, that could be missing. Obviously shit is, you know, a sizable hole that you can't really replace, but, it, I think the thing about Leverkusen is it's not just a one man show. Like everybody's contributing to that to that offense being what it is. Um, and, and and think about this too. Think about this too. Kareem Bellarabi, Lucas Alario, Paulinho, Amiri, who wonder goals in his bag. Wonder goals in his bag. This side's got some shooters, bro. They got some shooters. Um, you know, and defensively they have stood up well. You know, I think that's that's often a question mark for them. They want to bring in some good pieces. Um, I mean, Jonathan Todd, criticize him all you want. The dude's a mainstay. <laughs> He's getting the job done. He says, Hey, I'm not a poor man Boateng. Maybe I'm a poor man's Rudiger, but um <laughs> I mean they have they they've allowed one of the fewest amount of goals in all the league with seven. Like I shouldn't do that to him either. I shouldn't do that to him. I'm apologize. I shouldn't do that to him. <laughs> Just got off the topic of dragging players. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pointing out the fact that he's often dragged. Either he's addicted to <laughs> he is your go-to though. <laughs> I love Jonathan Tom, man. I love the side. Um Demir Bay. I mean it... oh man. <laughs> It's, it's a great side. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, the, the only question, Stephen, uh, do they, you know, they, they never accuse him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> is it, is it too good to be true? And will they revert back? I, I, I guess only time will tell, but, um, yeah. Uh, Gerardo's done a phenomenal job coming in off of, um, young, young boys. Um, <laughs> we jokes there too, but, uh, and their one their one loss was against Dortmund, so like, and it was a that four three uh, thriller. So it's that like, thriller, right, right. And I think yeah. that's where we kind of like, well, well, it does this Leverkusen have the defense to kind of hold people? But they've been answering that question, <laughs> other than that, other than that one game. <laughs> uh, their their real test is coming up, and we we always say, you know, what does a team do against Bayern? Like. How like how much can we put into their stock until we see what Byron does or what they what they do against Byron? Um, and I think you know the, I think that's that's fair with with Leverkusen side. Uh, I know it's just the first half of the season, but I, if Leverkusen does come out here and uh, you know and they're they're able to keep keep the streak going, could they be that one team that that pushes for for the title? No, Maybe. because because Slayer Kisa. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I mean it could. I, I maybe the the Neverkissen curse 
Is it broken? It's 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 a crazy world we live in, fellas. Uh we yeah, need to I, po- I, Oh go ahead. The the way you know it's just the way that you know the, the season is going, like to have a consistent top two, top three. I think it's going to be very beneficial, you know. Go obviously, we obviously we always say, "Oh, we need Leverkusen, we need Gladbach to be good," but or we need uh, Leipzig and we need uh, Gladbach to be good. But you know, when you have Leverkusen, Dortmund, and Bayern being good, mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. you only need one of those, uh, one of those other two to be. I mean, it, it's better when you have a top like five that are, that are yeah. playing well. <clears throat> but or e- e- even this year, there could be a six or seven that are, that are like. That uh, they're 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 playing really well, but <laughs> um, but having Leverkusen play as well as they are, I think is beneficial for the league, um, because it's, it's showing hey, it's not like Leverkusen saying hey, it, yes, Bayern may, may be up here, but look at us too, like look at look at how well we're playing as well. Yeah, and and it's funny because I think it was maybe two weeks ago when we were talking about, you know, kind of calling on Leipzig and Gladbach saying they've got to be good. It, it does make things very interesting now. You've already got your your big three right now in Bayern Munich, Borussia Dortmund, and, and Leverkusen. As we continue to see uh, Leipzig climb, as we continue to see Gladbach climb, that's where things are going to get juicy, you know, to see. Because as you said, Stephen, that point gap is closing. It's narrowing. Um, with these teams climbing, and we know they have the weapons to compete up there, it's gonna get it's gonna get really, really fun. It's gonna get really yeah. fun. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I mean, <laughs> and, and Wolfsburg will turn it around. I, I don't think we have any. I don't think we're we're too concerned about Wolfsburg. So you and Union Berlin. I don't think Union Berlin Union Berlin's gonna fall like falter too much. Uh, Freiburg and Kolonbel the two one are the two that I'm really interested about going mm-hmm. forward. Yeah, but you know you have. You know, Bayern, Leverkusen, Dortmund, uh, Wolfsburg, Gladbach, Leipzig, Union Berlin. Like you have those teams who are playing really well. That that looks good for your that looks good for your league. That means that you have a really top, a really strong top six or seven teams that are. You know, are, now if they could just compete in Europe, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's the only thing that that bothers me right now is the performances in Europe. Um, Dorman do get that win, but as we said, Leipzig lost, Wolfsburg lost. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to see better because we, as fans of the league, will look at the table and say that looks good, but I guarantee you, fans of other leagues will look at Champions League and say, okay, so this is Wolfsburg, that team that was, you know, yeah, putting pressure on everyone, getting spanked like this, you know, which is oh. what we say every single yeah. time. Oh, this is Leipzig. The only other time that they're going to see them is in Europe, and that's where you're going to have to compete. Yeah, this uh, that's frustrating. That's what's frustrating. Um, Again, that's that's where I think uh, that's where I'm hoping that Leverkusen can keep up their streak in Europe. Europe as well. Um, Yeah, because i I don't want to I don't want to hate, but nobody's watching Conference League. No, you know, but Um, but as, as it's good for Union Berlin to get that Absolutely. kind of yeah. that 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 exposure, but like I think, but you know, if they're able to play their way into Europa uh, with either winning the Conference League or I don't I don't think that's happening, but it could, um, or they go into um, 
or they uh, qualify somehow uh, for Europa. I mean, I think I, I do. I definitely do think Leverkusen going far in uh, Europa is going to be very helpful as well. Um, so I think the coefficient for Germany is kind of slipping a little bit uh, because of the because of the lack of success of the other other clubs. Like <laughs> Bayern is really the only one that's carrying that torch for uh, Germany. Dortmund here recently, but um, yeah, that, that that coefficient is very important if you want to keep your European spots. Mm-hmm. And we will certainly get to all of that. <laughs> that's 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 another one of those maybe special segments over Christmas break that we can we can really hash out. Um, because yeah, it has it has been a tough run. It's been a tough run for German teams in Europe. It's something that we we talked about in the off season last year. Something's got to give because. Yeah, it, it's not good. Why do you sacrifice the league for Europe? Like, what? What do you? Uh, I mean, but if you, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, it's the all conversation, right? Yeah, but it's like no, no one's sacrificing anything right now for Europe. So. <laughs> yeah, no joke, no joke. Well, as always, it's Past Sticks Podcast. We are sponsored by uh, sponsored by ourselves. So uh, that means you should listen to us and support us so we can sustain ourselves. Nah, uh, it's corny. But uh, yeah, we'll be back with our, um, our poll question. I know we took a break from the poll questions this week. Um, we'll get back on the poll questions this, this coming week. That was always a, that was a lot of fun. So fellas, be brainstorming. Um, question for this upcoming week. Um, well, we do have international break. So uh, maybe we'll, we'll catch some of those fixtures. I haven't seen Germany's playing yet. Don't tell me. Don't waste this time for the show so we can end it. But uh I'm interested to see what those what those pictures are looking like. You can always find us on Pass Pass Sticks Twenty on Twitter, um, and the other social media sites when they are up and running. Um, because when they're down, you obviously can't find us. Uh, miss anything, Pauly D? Uh, what what did uh, shade count look like in the show? Uh, carry the four, divide by. I don't really know. I think Tyke um, can um, get an air estimate of it. So <laughs> though. All right, I'll take it. I'm in podcast jail tonight. I'm in podcast jail tonight. Again, yeah, yeah. for housekeeping, I wasn't dragging any players. I was just just speaking on um <laughs> I, yeah. make sure this um cell is um soundproof for our sanity. All right, fellas. Until next time.